Hi, it's Dwyer. Christmas Eve. Gamblersadvisory.com, a free site. Bettingangle.us, a free site. Let's talk football. But first remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now, it's my belief, and we're just going to pub one game. I understand you have a slate of games going off. Let's talk about one of the later games, game that has not started yet. One of the most important games in the entire season, right? If you're doing research for the playoffs, this is a must-watch game. It's the Dallas Cowboys against the Philadelphia Eagles, the one seed, Philadelphia Eagles. Now, we all know betting's a game of chance. You need to have a betting portfolio. You need to have different props in your portfolio, different hedges in your portfolio. One of the secrets to success is setting it up so you win regardless of what happens. The only way to do that is by playing with public sentiment and making picks when the odds swing, for whatever reason, short term, before they readjust to reflect reality. Right now, you understand in your betting portfolio, one of your picks has to be, especially if it's futures, the most talented team in the conference. Right? The team where you look at them and you think, okay, maybe this team underachieves. But if this team ever puts it together, if they ever have a good night for them, they might beat some of these teams ranked ahead of them. Now let's just name very talented players in the abstract so you can better understand what I'm talking about, who have high ceilings, right? What I'm saying here is take the team with the high ceiling and make them part of your betting portfolio. So in the world of sports, three high ceiling guys who many nights are absent, many nights are underachieving, many nights look pedestrian. Los Angeles Laker Anthony Davis. Philadelphia Philly Bryce Harper. Golden State Warrior, Andrew Wiggins. Right, folks? You need to find guys like this on a team. And you need to circle them. Because, understand, in the right situation, that team could deliver. And because the public has given up on them, you're going to get a great rate of return. Right? So, Anthony Davis, during the COVID era, won an NBA championship with LeBron. Right? Bryce Harper got hot, literally carried the Phillies into the World Series. Carried them. Two-time MVP. But yet, Bryce Harper, sometimes that average is below 300. Bryce Harper's missing in action. Andrew Wiggins went up against... Jason Tatum of the Celtics. We all heard about Jason Tatum, right? Highly regarded, all NBA, all this, all that. Wiggins showed up in that NBA Finals. 
shut down Jason Tatum. Understand, Wiggins, former first pick in an NBA draft, when he's on his defensive game, folks, he is the best defender on the Golden State Warriors. There were times in that finals where he was the best defender on the court. And, of course, Wiggins, people don't know this, right? This is how talent operates. Wiggins is hitting close to 40% of his threes this year, as he did last year. Athletic Wiggins actually has range. Well, in the NFL, and I've been saying this and I've been criticized for it, and hey, bring the criticism, it's okay, I'm only betting my money. I want you to be responsible for all of your dollars. Right? I've been saying something and I'm not a Cowboy fan. I'm a Giant fan. I'm in the division. I'm not an Eagles fan. I'm in the division, and I'm actually rooting for a different team. Right? But just understand, of all the teams in the NFC, all of them, the team with the most talent, and yes, they've underachieved, are the Dallas Cowboys. Right? If you're in a fantasy pool, you understand fully that Tony Pollard, right, who's splitting time with Zeke on the Cowboys, is one of the best running backs in the National Football League. You understand, of all the teams in the NFC, well, let's just target the Eagles here. As good as the Eagles are, the one seed, Dallas has the better defense. Now let's get macro because I know a lot of people are looking at statistical analysis and stuff like that. Look in the column called variance. Right? Just variance. In other words, these are the teams with the inconsistent performances. We want the team with the high ceiling. Right? If you look in the variance column, you're going to see the Cowboys have a very high variance. In other words, folks, there are some days when the Cowboys play much better than they do other days. Now, let's get macro. You're a defensive coordinator. Who are you more worried about when you have time to prepare? A read option quarterback? where I understand a lot of the times the quarterback's going to fake like he's handing off to his running back, then he himself is going to run the football. In fact, the quarterback is one of the leading rushers on the team. The quarterback is actually one of the leading rushing touchdown makers on the team. Are you more worried about that team than you are a team with a drop-back passer where you don't know where the guy is going to throw the ball, where the guy gets rid of the ball fast. He's going to negate your pass rush. The guy gets rid of the ball fast, and the guy has weapons, and because the weapons are wide receivers, they are all over the field. Folks, the latter is a nightmare for a defensive coordinator. The former, if your team can just figure out the read option, if your team is prepared and isn't caught off guard down around the goal line when the quarterback keeps the football and tries to run it in, 
if you figure out the tendencies and read option offenses are quarterback centric. If you figure out the tendencies of the offense, I believe the drop back quarterback is much harder to stop than the read option guy. Right? Understand, I would much rather go up against Colin Kaepernick than I would Tom Brady in a playoff game. Right? The Tom Brady's of the world, the Pat Mahomes's of the world, the Aaron Rodgers of the world, I don't know where they're going with the football. I know they're seeing the entire field. There's no gimmick where I'm supposed to guess, is Pat Mahomes running or is he passing? No, no, no. This is even more of a beatdown than that. You know Pat Mahomes is passing. You just don't know where he's passing the football. So your DBs are on high alert. Hell, Pat, Pat's hitting his tight end a lot of the times. Your safeties are on high alert. Any crack in your defense. And a Mahomes, a Burrow, a Brady, a Josh Allen, they're going to find it. Right? So, you have a situation this weekend where, to me, the most talented team, the scariest team in the NFC is not leading their own division. And they're taking on the team that is. Now, the team that is understands that if you see too much of this read option offense, eventually you're going to figure it out. So they don't have Jalen Hurts playing, right? They don't want to show their cards. They don't want to tip their hand. So you have the Cowboys going up against the Jalen Hurts-less Philadelphia Eagles. The line as I make this video is Cowboys minus five. That's how big, by the way, Hurts matters to Philadelphia. All of these great offensive numbers we're seeing offensively, Philly is ranked higher than... Um, the Cowboys and things like DVOA, if you follow that, right? Just understand, without Hurts, odds makers have made the Cowboys a five-point favorite, right? You need to watch this game carefully, right? The bet I like, and I'm not going to deal with five-point spreads this late in the season because the teams just want to win. Right? This has the makings of a backdoor cover all over it, right? Cowboys could be up by 10, and oh, who cares about this last touchdown? Well, gamblers care, right? You lose out, um, you know, on a point spread in situations like that. Well, just understand, I like the Cowboys to win the game, right? I'm just taking the Cowboys on a money line, but more importantly, I'm going to be doing research, Right? The Cowboys need this game. I want to see the Cowboy defense step up. Gardner Minshew is going to be starting for the Philadelphia Eagles, and he has started games. He was a starting quarterback at one point in the National Football League. 
I want to see how the Cowboys adjust to him, right? My concern with the Cowboys is not the talent level. My concern is with the head coach, Mike McCarthy, simply because since the Cowboys are not going to win their division, the Cowboys are going to have to win road playoff games. They're going to have to keep it together. In that scenario, coaching matters, right? But make no mistake, folks, this is a loaded Cowboy team, right? It's loaded. From this seat, it's much harder to deal with Dak Prescott in a game where the teams have an opportunity to focus and prepare after a season's worth of tape than it is to prepare for Jalen Hurts. Understand, too, the Cowboys can give you different looks. Right, Zeke, straight-ahead power runner. Tony Pollard, more of an outside-the-tackles type guy. In the open field, look out for Tony Pollard. Right, and of course, the wide receivers, how many do the Cowboys have? Right, many, many. So, this is a game to circle, this is a game to watch. Right, just understand. As frustrating as it is, and it's frustrating when you're watching the Lakers and you realize that Anthony Davis isn't even in the lineup. He's hurt again. Or you're watching the Warriors and Andrew Wiggins isn't really asserting himself. It's the Steph Curry show. You know, Wiggins seems to be one of the guys in the background, and you understand this is a special talent. Right? This is the special talent who doesn't want to be Goliath. Right? I know how frustrating that is. But understand, the Cowboys, if they flick the switch, could come out of the NFC. Right? Look around. I know the NFC has a lot of dangerous types. Right? I understand. A lot of people are even looking at, you know, teams like Green Bay still. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's treacherous out there. Right? You look at uh, the Minnesota Vikings and you think, wow, Cook and Jefferson, you know, sometimes Kirk Cousins shows a high ceiling. You know, you look at the wins. Right? Okay. The way I analyze football. The most talented team in the NFC are the Dallas Cowboys, right? I'm expecting them to show that against the one seed later today, right? I'm also expecting the Cowboys, who, of course, you know, are in the same division with the Eagles, who have seen Jalen Hurts before. I know he's having a great year this year, but they've seen him before. I'm expecting the Cowboys to be prepared for the Eagles in the playoffs, right? You always need to have the one seed in your betting portfolio. I'm not saying to stay away from the Eagles. Have them. All I'm saying is don't write off the Cowboys because the Cowboys did not win the division, right? In addition to the team that's the one seed, you definitely want to have 
the most talented team, the team with the highest ceiling in the conference as part of your betting portfolio. You'll be surprised how often talent will show itself in playoff games. And the way I read the NFC that year, uh, this year, the top team, talent-wise, are the Dallas Cowboys. I like Dallas on a money line today. Depending on what I see, I might increase my stake on Dallas on my futures portfolio. That's the game to watch. The team is talented. The team is deep. Right? The team also is not a gimmick team. In other words, they're beating you the old-fashioned way. Drop-back quarterback, depth, talent, running the football, giving running backs the ball to run in the red zone. Right? That's their game. I'm just telling you that that's going to age better than these running quarterback offenses in the playoffs. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this video. Let me also close with this. I saw that the fans picked Tua to be in the Pro Bowl, but the fans only account for a third of the vote, right? Apparently, the powers that be, uh, the other two-thirds of the vote, picked Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Now, let me just say, Hard to find any quarterbacks better than those three. Right? Those are great quarterbacks, right? I myself, I like Rodgers, but I have to admit, you know, I can't I can't question any of the picks. But what I want people to know, because I just heard a well-known commentator um, compare Tua to Tim Tebow, for crying out loud. Right? What I want people to understand is that we have a bias, and it's severe, against guys who don't have strong throwing arms and smaller quarterbacks. Right, You see that this year with how we're treating Russell Wilson, a guy on a new team with a rookie head coach. Russell Wilson, folks, he's smaller. He's a certain Hall of Famer. Right, He's a great quarterback. Right, but the bluebirds are going to pop out the woods the minute a smaller quarterback slips a little bit. Now, Tua doesn't have the big arm. Folks, there's so much more to quarterbacking than that. Right, Joe Burrow doesn't have a gun. There's so much more to quarterbacking than that. And how could anyone look at Tua's touchdown-to-interception ratio? Just look at that. Look at actual numbers. And then reach the conclusion that he should be compared to Tim Tebow. Folks, uh, Tua, Tua is an above-average quarterback. You're going to see some great quarterbacking in that Green Bay-Miami game today. right? Tua is an elite quarterback. Tua just went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Josh Allen in cold weather in Buffalo. Right? Much of the criticism against Tua is just absolutely ridiculous. People point out that Tua beats bad teams. He has a tougher time against good teams. Folks, 
That can be said about any quarterback. Do an analysis of all of these quarterbacks. See who they're beating. A sign of efficiency, success, is when you find a quarterback who beats the lesser teams. Right, so make no mistake, I had Tua in my fantasy pool, made the playoffs, uh, blew my playoff game last weekend. Should have won that damn pool, quite frankly, but blew my playoff game, did not have the common sense to have Kittle and K.J. Osborne in my starting lineup. Just understand, though, Tua, for weeks, was carrying my team. Right? You know, also this idea that Tyreek Hill and Waddle are inflating Tua's numbers. Has anyone figured out that Marino had Duper and Clayton? That Montana had Rice and Taylor? I mean, folks, you get the great wide receivers when you have the promising quarterback. Right? Even Elway at one point had the three amigos. Right now, all I'm saying is, Tua, Miami has a franchise quarterback. Let's hope they don't blow it. Right? I understand. If you don't have a great arm, if you aren't 6'5", you're going to have a lot of critics. Are we sure that the criteria used at the NFL Combine is the right criteria? How strong really do you think Johnny Unitas' arm was? Isn't the quarterback position such a crapshoot that Unitas, Tom Brady, Joe Montana, folks, I have yet to name a quarterback picked in the first two rounds of the draft. Right? Great quarterbacks slip in the draft. I could name Russell Wilson, you know, here in California where you would think Pac-12 teams would be looking under every rock for a quarterback. Right here in a quarterback state, for crying out loud, the Heisman just was from a Pac-12 school. Aaron Rodgers, coming out of high school, had a hard time getting recruited. Right, so just understand, forget the combine. Right, look at Tua's actual performance, his TD to interception ratio. Forget the height, forget the arm strength, look at the effectiveness Right, folks, he's an above-average quarterback. The New York Jets wish they had a quarterback like this right now. Right, let's pump the brakes on all this negative Tua talk. Right, folks, he almost beat the Bills last week in Buffalo. By the way, he already beat the Bills earlier this year. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this YouTube video. I like Dallas against Philly. Dallas is a live dog coming out of the NFC. On futures bets, you need to have the Cowboys as part of your betting portfolio. Right? To sum up my view on um, teams, sure, Philadelphia is the one seed. They have my attention. Right? I think you need to have the Cowboys in your betting portfolio. Let's be blunt here. Tom Brady's game has slipped. While I like the experience of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 
I don't think it's happening for them this year. Also, people here online who've tracked my videos know I was very bullish on the 49ers. They were my pick to come out of the NFC. I am off the 49er bandwagon, right? I hopped off that train in the middle of a winning streak because Brock Purdy, and he looks promising, folks, and I agree, Kyle Shanahan's offense really minimizes the role of the quarterback. But I just haven't seen rookie quarterbacks. And keep in mind, he wasn't playing. He wasn't the quarterback for the Niners for the first half of the year, for crying out loud. I just haven't seen rookie quarterbacks who've played two, three games lead even the most talented team outside of the Cowboys, right? Um, with Jimmy, the Niners are the most talented team in the NFC to me, right? Uh, Nick Bosa might be your defensive player of the year. He's a 49er, for crying out loud, right? The Niners, deep, deep secondary. Excellent defense, right? Rushing attack. Niners have the whole thing going, except the big piece, the quarterback piece. I don't see Brock Purdy leading this team to a Super Bowl. I don't see the Niners coming out of the NFC. Also, I know out here there's a lot of misinformation. We're somehow hearing that Jimmy is supposed to come back from a Liz Frank injury in a few weeks. Come on, let's stop kidding ourselves, right? I think the Niners are not going to come out of the NFC. So that opens the door, right? That opens the door. And I'll just say um, the Cowboys look very well situated. Of course, I also have the Eagles. Um, I have some money on the Niners from early in the season. I'm adding none now, right? I think this is a golden opportunity for the Dallas Cowboys, because I do think the Cowboys are a better team on a neutral field than the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Of course, playoff games won't be played on a neutral field uh, until you get to the Super Bowl. So every gambler has to deal with their risk tolerance, right? I am intrigued to see how things work out for Green Bay against uh, the Miami Dolphins this week. That's an intriguing game. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this YouTube video. Thanks for stopping by.